Hey there, it's Radar again, recording for Thomas Radar Entertainment Blog. If you've listened to my other podcast, I did a baseball preview. Now it is time for an NFL season preview. If you don't remember, I went to Columbia College, got a degree in radio, and I do journalism and television. And this is just another podcast to add to the entry of podcasts. So I'm going to start off with predicting the NFC North and how each team's going to do. I'm going to start off with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is now fully back and healthy for this team. And as Aaron Rodgers has done so many times, hide the deficiencies on defense, offensive line, running back, and even sometimes wide receiver. With Aaron Rodgers being back, it is very likely that the Packers will compete to be in the AFC, in the NFC Championship game excuse me, because of the strength of the quarterback. But again, the Packers will have a problem on defense, even though they signed Muhammad Wilkerson from the Jets. That still doesn't mean they're not going to be great. Yeah, they lost Jordy Nelson, but he was on decline and in being injured. They still have Devontae Adams, and they still have Randall Cobb, so they at least have two capable wide receivers. And they signed Jimmy Graham, probably their best tight end since Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finley was okay, but it's the best reliable quarterback. Ty Montgomery doesn't have to worry about being the number one running back this year because... They're hoping that the combination of Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones will help them. So yeah, the Packers this year are definitely going to win the division. They're definitely going to get at least 10, maybe 11 wins at most. And their, and their schedule isn't that hard. The Cardinals are down this year. The Dolphins are going to be below average. The Falcons, they're going to be a playoff contender like the 49ers, but I easily think the Packers could beat the 49ers and the Falcons, and they get to play the Bears and the Lions twice. That would be an opportunity to sweep both of those teams. They can definitely beat the Redskins this year because they're going to be a last-place team, and the Seahawks are going to not be a great team, so the Packers definitely have a chance to win that game. The Bills are not going to be a great team. They definitely have a chance to win that, and they're going to play the Jets. That's easy. It's only going to be really the hardest game for them is going to be probably the Rams and the Falcons. Both of those teams are high offense, high octane offenses, and the Packers' defense isn't their strength, even though they have Muhammad Wilkerson and Clay Matthews on defense. It's that that they're still going to have an issue there. So probably they'll they'll always lose. They'll definitely lose two games this year, one to the Rams, one to the Falcons. If you're going to say that those are teams they can lose, and then you can add a loss to the Vikings, and you can last a loss to maybe the Bears or the, the Lions if they don't sweep them, and maybe a loss to the 49ers if Jimmy Garoppolo outduels them that game. But pretty much they got an easy schedule to face the Bears and the Lions twice, and a bunch of teams like the Jets and the Redskins and the Bills and the Cardinals Seahawks who are not really going anywhere this year. Maybe there'll be a difference without Jordan Nelson, but it won't be that big. And for the Vikings, the Vikings this year are definitely going to take a step back. Because everything went right last year. No injuries. Their defense played great. Their offensive line was amazing. They lost Alvin Cook for the year. But then, yeah, so Latavius Murray and... And Jarrett McKinnon both were great fill-ins. And Kyle Rudolph had a good year. And Adam Thielen broke out and had a good year. And they had Stephon Diggs. They They had everything click for them. And they also got lucky last year that Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and was out for the year. The Bears are going with a rookie quarterback, and the Lions always lines it up. And even the Lions had a chance to make the playoffs this year, this past year, they blew it. 
and the Vikings had the perfect opportunity to make the playoffs. But eventually they lost the playoffs to the eventual winners, the Eagles. And again, I think the Vikings, again, will be a very good team, but they're going to take a step back. They have, to, they have a new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach, and they're going to have a new quarterback to install, and they're easing Dalvin Cook back. So it may be a couple weeks where Dalvin Cook is fully in gear, take time for the offensive line to, to work with the new offensive line coach, Kirk Cousins to work with his new skill players and his new offensive line and his new offensive line coach and his new offensive, you know, the offensive coordinator. So it definitely will be a, a, a little struggle to start the season, especially when they're going to face the 49ers who are hoping for a playoff bid, the defending champion, the Eagles, and they got to face the Patriots, and they got to face the Packers. Uh, the only easy games they're going to have is the Lions and the Cardinals before they go on by. So they may not have a winning record before the bye week because if they lose to both the 49ers, Eagles, Patriots, and Packers before they get into their bye week because they're trying to figure everything out with their new quarterback, Kirk Cousins, who's probably the best quarterback they've had in a while. No offense to Sam Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater or anybody they've had, but he's definitely the best quarterback they've had in a while since the old Brett Favre. But he's going to have to take time to learn how to play with his skill players because his skill players are way better than Washington. When you have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen on the side lining up for you and you have... Kyle Rudolph, a tight end who actually gets out there every day. And you have like two good running backs in Dalvin Cook and Jer- you know, and Latavius Murray now that Jim McKinnon's gone. That's a good thing. Your offensive line is good. Your defense is superior. They got great players on defense with Everson Griffin, Linval Dolphus, and they even got themselves another great off defensive player in Sheldon Richardson. So And they got Anthony Barr, they still have Xavier Rhodes. Their defense is really good. And the other defense is really good and may keep them in games when they play teams like 49ers, Eagles, Patriots, or Packers before their bye week. But there's going to be a struggle with new, with new coordinators and new players all working together. But after the bye week, they should be able to beat the Seahawks, the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. And they'll be facing the Bears. So that they may beat them twice. They may beat them once. Then they'll play a, typical, a difficult opponent, the Rams and the Saints and the Packers again. So they may split with the Packers. They may lose to both the Rams and the 49ers and the Saints and the Pages and Eagles. But the, but they definitely have a better second, better schedule after the bye week when you're facing Seahawks, Bills, Jets, Bears, Dolphins, and then the Lions, you know, and the Bears a second time. So, yeah, the Vikings will definitely make the playoffs this year, but they're not winning division. They're going to be a wild-card team. They're probably going to be the best wild-card team. And when it comes to the Lions, they're in the middle. They're not a top division team, but they're always going to be in contention. Because in football, when you have a great starting quarterback like Matthew Stafford, you're always going to have a chance to be 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and 9-7. That's what's always going to happen. And he has always have had, he has great receivers in Golden Tate. And he has Marvin Jones Jr. And he also has... Kenny Galloway, and a running back. He has a stable of running backs. He signed LeGarrette Blunt, who just barrels over people, theoretically catches patches, and Amir Abdullah. So he's, Matthew Stafford is very lucky. He's got a great set of skill players, and their defense isn't the worst in the league. They've got great players like Glover Quinn and Darius Slay. So based on... Some good defensive players. The fact that you have a top quarterback on your team and great skill players to help them out, 
the Lions will definitely have a 9-7, you know, 8-8, eight 7-9 eight, season. They're not going to be that great, but they're not going to be that bad. And, what, and they have to face the Rams and the 49ers too, and the Cardinals and the Seahawks. So they can, they could, they definitely, when you match up with the Cardinals, they have the better quarterback. They may, they may lose to Seattle because Russell Wilson's better than Matthew Stafford. But they definitely have a chance to beat the Dolphins this year. They definitely have a chance to beat the Bills. They definitely will lose, and the Jets. They definitely will probably lose at least one game to the Packers and Vikings. They may even get swept. They'll, they definitely have a chance to be swept, to be, to lose to the Rams, the 49ers, and, and the Panthers, and the Patriots, and even the Cowboys. The real wins will come from splitting with the Vikings, Packers, and the Bears, beating the Cardinals, beating the Dolphins, beating the Jets and Bills, and maybe beating the 49ers and the Seahawks. That's it. So they're, they're going to be good enough to be good, but not good enough to be bad. Their defense is going to hopefully be their strength, even though they have Matt Stafford, because they hired Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator. So you would think their defense is going to be their, their strength of their team. But they don't have that many great players on their team on defense. They have great players in Glover Quinn and Darius Slade, but that's really who stands out on the team. It's really the offensive player and the skill players. So we'll see how good they're. Uh, we'll see how Patricia leaves the offense alone to Jim Bob Cooter, so he can focus on improving that defense. And then we got the Bears. The Bears are not going to be super bad. The Bears are going to be maybe a four or five win team all year long, and it's not going to matter at at the end of the day. How many wins that the Bears get? Because the Bears are all about we got a new offensive coordinator, Charles Nagy. I mean, the head coach is an offensive minded guy, Charles Nagy. And they got basically year one, a clean slate with Mitchell Trubinsky. Because he's starting off with a new, he's starting off with a new head coach, and he's also starting off with a new offensive coordinator, in Matt Helfrich. And the new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. There's going to be growing pains. But the main goal is, can Mitchell Trubisky not be inconsistent throwing one interception, one touchdown, not really throwing the ball whenever? Because if he doesn't actually throw the ball, everybody's going to just just collapse on the run game every single time. They're going to so put many men in the box, try to stop Jordan Howard and Tyree Cohen. So it'll be up to Nagy and his offensive coordinator to make Trubisky more confident in being a professional quarterback and actually throwing the ball down the field. Because this year he's going to have Allen Robinson, a wide receiver, probably the best wide receiver we've had since Brandon Marshall, which will then take up, take off the load off Jordan Howard and offensive line to block always for defensive, for defensive games. And by getting Trey Burton, we get themselves Super Bowl winning tight end that will help them as well. And they signed Taylor Gabriel from the Falcons. So Gabriel Burton and Allen and Allen Robinson will definitely help Trubinsky in his confidence because then he knows I got three guys I can definitely throw the ball to and count on. I can throw passes to Tyreek Cohen and Jordan Hill and Jordan Howard. Excuse me. That's gonna thing. The Bears' strength is not offense. The Bears' strength is gonna be defense. Akeem Hicks is good. Sam Ocho is good. Danny Trevathan's good. Leonard Floyd's been great. Kyle Fuller's been great. Prince Akinwara, the veteran's been great. And they just signed. And they just got their rookie player, Roquan Smith, is a linebacker too. So because Vic Fangio has been a great defensive coordinator in this league for a while when he was coaching in for the 49ers and for the Bears. So the Bears have all these great defensive players. 
and now they won't have as much stress as they've had the last couple of years. They now see that the team hired an f- offensive head coach, new coordinator, got the quarterback some good weapons so he doesn't have to run the ball. So the Bears' will defense and defensive coordinator will be happy that the head coach and his, and his offensive coordinator who have come to town are there to groom Trubinsky and help him become a better quarterback. And then they got himself weapons so it's not just running and defense always for the Bears. So the Bears are going to improve. But the Bears' schedule is not as good as you think. The Bills could definitely be a winner to, because they're also going through who's their quarterback. Oh, it's a, is it going to be a young guy or, or whoever? The Seahawks, they're definitely going to lose to the Seahawks because they're not better than Russell Wilson. So they have a chance to beat the Bills this year. They have a chance to beat the Dolphins. And they have a chance to beat the Cardinals because they don't know who they're going with their quarterback. They have an opportunity to, to face the Bucks because it doesn't matter if Winston's playing or not. And they definitely have a chance to beat the Jets. So if they beat the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Bucks, that's four wins right there. And they could potentially win five games if they beat the Cardinals, but they're definitely. And then you could say, well, if they beat the Packers once, that's six. They beat the Vikings seven. If the, if the, I don't think the Bears are going to win seven games because either they're going to get swept by the Packers or Vikings or they're going to actually beat the Seahawks and Cardinals, but I don't think they're going to beat both. They're definitely going to lose to the Giants. They're definitely going to lose to the, to the Lions at least once, too. So, you know, so you say they could split with the Lions, Packers, and Vikings. That's three wins there. And the four there, that's seven, you know. That could be seven wins for the four games plus the three. I don't think so. And then if they beat the Cardinals and Seahawks, all the win eight, eight or nine, no, that's not going to happen. They're definitely going to lose one game to the Packers, Vikings, and Lions. They may even get swept by the Packers and Vikings. They're not beating the Giants. They're not beating the Seahawks, definitely. They're not beating the Rams. They're not beating the Patriots. They're not beating the 49ers either. So there could be sweeps by the two teams ahead of them. And they're going to definitely lose to the superior teams. The Jets and the Bills and the Cardinals are in a position where they have rookie quarterbacks and young quarterbacks they don't know what they're doing. And the Buccaneers don't know what, have an issue with their team and what they're doing, so those are wins that they can get. And the Dolphins, you know, with Ryan Tannehill, they're not sure what they're doing. Those are wins they can get, beating the Dolphins, Cardinals, you know, Bucks, Jets, or Bills. But outside of that, they're not beating any teams that are division, can win a division or make the playoffs or their own division. So the Bears fans should just be happy that they have an offensive coordinator and a head coach that are there to make it all about Trubinsky and growing him as a quarterback, and they got him skilled players so the defense can just focus on themselves. So the Packers are going to win division. The Bears got Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is a great defensive player, but the Bears are still not going to make the playoffs this year. It's about the future because it's all going to come down to Trubinsky still. So Khalil Mack's great addition, makes the Bears' defense better. The Bears may actually win six, seven games instead of four or five. But they're not the best team in the division, nor are they the second or third. The Vikings are going to be a wild card team. The Lions are going to be one of those teams that that will have like a seven to nine, eight and eight or nine and nine record. And the Bears will probably win four to six games, maybe seven, if if everything clicks right and they don't get swept by the teams that make in their own division. And if they could beat a Dolphin and the Dolphins or the Cardinals, besides from being the Jets, Bills, Bucks, you know, and then. Yeah, so if they could beat the Bills, the Bucks, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Cardinals, that's like five, and they don't get swept by their own, by all three teams, and they can win six. That's all. Packers, Packers, Vikings playoffs, Lions, 500, maybe wild card contention, and the Bears can win five. 
maybe six. The Eagles will definitely win the division this year, and they have a very good chance of repeating as most Super Bowl champs. It's hard to even make the playoffs the next year, but when you have Carson Wentz returning in the season, and you still have Nick Foles as your backup quarterback, going to start the year, you still have the best offensive line in football because Jason Peters is back, and you still have an amazing skill set of players with Alson Jeffrey and Elsie Aguilar adding Mike Wallace. And you had a former Packer, Richard Rodgers, to replace Brent Selleck and Trey Burton because you still have one of the best tight ends in all of football on your roster, Zach Ertz. And the fact that Peters is going to be back this year and Vietai was, was so important last year in his role that if anybody goes down, he can fill in like he did for Peters last year. And on defense, they still have Fletcher Cox. And Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby and Rodney McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins. They still have one of the most entertaining. They have, they, and they also added Haloti Nada and Michael Bennett. They still have Chris Long. They have, they're so stacked on offense and defense that despite Carson Wentz not starting the year with the team, they still have one of the best chances of repeating as division champs and getting to the conference. Finals, at least the Super Bowl. There aren't that many other teams that you can say when they win the Super Bowl that wow, they have brought back the exact same team essentially. Yeah, they lost some of their coaches because that's what happens when Super Bowl teams win. The coaches are a hot commodity, but it's still exactly the same team as last year. And they still have Jim Schwartz coaching the defense, so that's going to help them out. So Eagles are definitely this year going to win the division, and they definitely are better than most teams. They definitely can sweep the Redskins in their division. They're going to split the Cowboys and Giants, and there's a very good. And they're obviously going to beat the Bucks. They're definitely the games that are going to give them problems this year when they face the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers, because all three teams in that division can make the playoffs. And when they face the Rams, who are the best team in the conference, not named the Eagles. So outside of the tough matchup against the Vikings three teams in the NFC South and the Rams, there aren't that many difficult things. They're obviously going to split with the Cowboys and Giants because the Cowboys and Giants are both playoff caliber teams. So there's a very good chance that they only lose three times, and that's to the two teams in their division and maybe the Rams or the Vikings. So that could be three right there, maybe four if they lose to the Saints. But that's pretty much it. Now the Giants last year gave up on their coach. They lost every single wide receiver. They had no running game. Their offensive line didn't help them. Their defense had injuries. So the team that made the playoffs the previous year is going to be the same team as it was this year. So last year's team was a fluke. Giving up on head coach, injuries, poor offensive line play, running back play. And you'll have Odell Beckham Jr. He's back, which makes Eli Manning better. It makes your whole team better that you have an elite wide receiver, probably the best wide receiver in football. And what also helped is you have Nate Soldier on the line from the Patriots. And they also got Patrick Omaha from Jacksonville, and they, and they drafted Willie Hernandez. So those three moves are going to make the offensive line better for Eli Manning. Having Odell Beckham Jr. is going to help Eli Manning. And drafting Shaquan Barkley was going to make it even better because why would you not make it? Why would your team be better if your offensive line gets improved? You get yourself, a, hopefully, a franchise caliber running back since you haven't had one since Tiki Bader, Modric, like a. Ahmad Bradshaw was pretty good, but, you know, you need to have a, a franchise running with Shaquan Barkley, a healthy Odell Beckham Jr., Evan Ingram in his second year after he had an amazing first year, the additions of Soldier Hernandez, 
and Omane on the line. It helps them. And if Sterling Shepard's healthy, right there, you got two healthy receivers, a tight end, a running back, and a good offensive line. Eli Manning will definitely, as a veteran, do better on offense this year. And on defense, they still have elite players. They got Damon Harrison, Alec Ogletree, Vernon, Olivier Vernon, Eli Apple, Janoris Jenkins, Lana Collins. They got a lot of great players on defense. That's going to be very similar to what the team was two seasons ago when their defense carried them. And their defense is going to carry them again because the Giants did the correct thing. Get himself a new coach who knows offense, and he's coached in the league before in Pat Shermer. And David Gettleman, the GM from the Panthers, knows what he's doing. Fixing the offensive line and drafting a running back. Now, see, we're like, oh, they should have drafted a quarterback. But if you have a Beckham Jr., Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Shaquan Barkley, and a great defensive offensive line, the Giants could definitely win eight or nine games this year. They may be 500, they may win nine games, but they're definitely going to be the second-place team, and they have a chance to be in the playoffs. It's going to be tough for the Giants, though, because all three teams in the South are going to be good. The 49ers have a chance to be a playoff team, and then they got the Vikings. So they may not necessarily get in the playoffs, but you never know. Because that division is going to be tough. Because the Cowboys are still still having a top, still have a top offensive line. The Cowboys still have a top defensive, and they still have a, and they have a good defensive line too. They've improved on that point. Anytime you got Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, you're going to be good. The only problem is, even though Des Bryant wasn't the same player he used to be, you still aren't sure about Alan Hearns who missed all of last year. You're not sure about Tavon Austin. Or Cole Beasley or Terrence Williams. Because Cole Beasley and Williams have been there for a while. And Tavon Austin is more of a running back. So it's really on Alan Hearns to be the main pass catcher. But any offense that has Ezekiel is going to rely on the pa- on the running game, not the passing game. So it's going to be on Dak Prescott to find himself receivers to throw to. And it's, it's, But then it's going to come down to how good is Dak Prescott when you're down in games and defense and you know you're going to be running the ball, how confident he is in throwing the ball. Jason Witten retired. No Des Bryant. Who's going to throw the ball to? Is he going to show he's a franchise quarterback, or is he going to, you know, not be what he's supposed to be? And that's the issue for them. Because they don't have any great wide receiver options, and they run, they rely on the running too much. And defense, though, outside of Scott, uh, outside of Sean Lee, and their first round pick, Leighton Vander Esch, Leighton Vander Esch, and Jalen Smith, their defense isn't going to scare you. That's going to be their weakness. The reason why the Cowboys are probably finished, you know, in that 7, 9, 8, and 8, 9, and 7 range is because their defense and Dak Prescott may hold them back. But they're still going to be playoff wild card contention because they're going to be splitting with their own division. They may even sweep the Redskins. But they get to play the Titans. The Giants and the Cowboys could play the Titans. Texans are going to be tough. The Panthers are going to be tough. Jaguars, they could definitely beat the Cowboys. And the Giants could def the Giants could definitely beat the Jaguars. It's that NFC South that's going to be difficult, and the Texans for both. And the Buccaneers and Titans, not so much. Seahawks, Cowboys could probably beat the Seahawks this year. The Saints are going to be tough for them. They could probably beat the Lions, but not. But I'm not that confident in that. So, they both could be 500. They both could be a little bit over 500. They can be under 500. The Cowboys. Each team has a weakness. The Giants' offensive line may be improved, but how good is Eli Manning going to be under a new coach? How good is the offense going to be? The Cowboys' defense is going to be an issue. And when it comes to the Washington Redskins, 
They no longer have Kirk Cousins, who may have taken more chances, who was very good. But Alex Smith will make less it make the team less scary every time when they go out there. Is he gonna throw an interception? Kirk Cousins, no. He's gonna make him calm. Everything's gonna be good. He's gonna run that offense very well, like he's always done in the NFL. And he's gonna have a stable of running backs like Chris Thompson to throw passes to. He can hand the ball off to. It's a fat Rob Kelly. He can hand the ball off to. Send my P ride and the fact that they just signed Adrian Peterson in the preseason, he's gonna have four running backs he can throw or pass the ball to that it won't matter who's wide receivers because Jamie Crowderson Jr. Yeah, Jamie Crowderson and Paul Richardson Jr. and Josh Docton don't really sell me. Docton shows some promise last year. Crowder has been up and down and, and Richardson's been okay. So this team's gonna have a great quarterback, but they're gonna rely on their four running backs. And outside of Josh Norman and maybe Ryan Kerrigan, Quentin Dunbar, and Swearinger, it's okay, but they're going to be a last-place team for a while. They got a placeholder quarterback in Smith. Gruden's on the hot seat. He could be fire Jay Gruden this year. And they can be started full rebuild mode with a new coach and get rid of Alex Smith and draft a quarterback because they'll be very bad because they'll say, hey, we, at least we got some running backs to build around and we got a couple good defensive players. And Gruden will probably end up coaching in Las Vegas for his brother John when he get if and when he gets fired because it's it's not going to be his fault that they don't that they're going to be a last place team. But the Giants and the Cowboys are so much better as overall team, and the Eagles are overwhelmingly way better. So it's definitely going to be Eagles making the playoffs, probably going back to Super Bowl. Cowboys and Giants fighting for that nine and seven, eight and eight record, maybe seven and nine fighting for one of the wild-card spots in second place. And the Redskins are going to be dormant, even if they have a professional quarterback and a couple a couple receivers and a couple running backs, a couple defensive players. They're still going to be a last-place team, no matter what happens. No matter what the Giants and the Cowboys do, the last-place team is going to be Washington this year and probably for the next couple of years. And even when Eli Manning retires, the Giants are still going to have Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr. on their team. I mean, the Redskins are going to always be a last-place team because Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, and Shaquan Barkley, Ezekiel, they're going to rule this division. So this, that's how it's going to finish in the NFC East this year. Eagles division winner, Cowboys and Giants fighting. Well, after last year, the L.A. Rams are definitely going to be a Super Bowl contender alongside the Eagles, the Packers, and the Vikings. And they're essentially going to have the same team coming back. It's just going to be another year under Sean McVay. It's just going to keep improving. Another year of Todd Gurley under him, another year... Jared Goff under him, another year of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, and now they added Brandon Cook, so they got themselves a real number one receiver to take the pressure off Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. That'll make them even better. So they're going to have three good wide receivers to a team that already has a, a top 10 running back and a, an emerging quarterback, and, they, and their offensive line was already good last year. Now they added Marcus Peters and Akeem Tlaib and Ndamukong Sue to what they already have, a, a good defense in Aaron Donald. So their defense wasn't their strong suit last year, but when you add three good defensive players, that is easily going to make the Los Angeles Rams more complete because you already have Greg Zerline as a kicker, so your special team is a very good, is already very good, and your offense is very good, and you added Brandon Cooks. So the Rams definitely will be around the same winning record as last year. The only question is, 
how will Wade Phillips deal with all the personalities of Adama Kinsu, Aaron Donald, Marcus Peters, and Aqib Talib, and LaMarcus Jordan. All those guys all in one locker room is going to be a lot of coaching to get them all cohesively into one unit, but any time they can dominate the game. And the Rams this year, they're going to have a couple tough games. They're going to have to face the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Packers. Right there. One, two, three, four, five, right? Yeah, Chargers, Chiefs, Eagles, Vikings, Packers. That could be five games where they could lose, they could win. They'll be the playoff hopeful team that they're going to have, they may have, they may not win all those games. They also got to face the 49ers twice, and the 49ers are up of a coming, improving team. So they're not going to be swept by the Rams. And the Seahawks still have Russell Wilson. The Cardinals still have some very good players. So their whole entire division is not going to be easy to sweep games like in other divisions. So they may split with all the teams in the division. They may beat the Packers and lose to the Vikings. You don't know. They may beat the Chiefs but lose to the Chargers. And they may beat the Eagles but lose somehow to a game to the Raiders or the Lions. You don't know. The division is not as bad as it is in terms of head-to-head matchups. And outside of those playoff teams, they're going to easily beat the they, they should be beating the Raiders. They should be beating the Lions. They should be beating the Broncos. They should be definitely beating the Bears. And they should definitely be beating the Cardinals and 49ers and Seahawks at least once. And speaking of those 49ers, after Jimmy Garoppolo came in in that game and won the game at the end and then won every single start, is it gonna, things are going to be better for him because they got because even though they lost their running back, they replaced him with Jarrett McKinnon. And they added... And they added to their offense in general. That their offense may not be the best in the league in terms of skill players. The way that Jimmy Garoppolo played last year, it doesn't matter if Pierre Garçon is a, really a wide receiver three. And Marquise Goodwin is another wide receiver three. Because he, he can make anybody look good. Their defense also will be a very improved team with Earl Mitchell, Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster, Malcolm Smith, and getting Richard Sherman. So the 49ers last year are definitely not going to win a total of six games. They're going to definitely be a wildcard contending team and win about eight games, maybe nine games. And they'll have a very tough road because the Vikings know that they're not going to win division. The Cowboys and Giants know they're not going to win division. And the Falcons and the Panthers know they're not going to win division. So the 49ers know they need to win in the least nine games to be considered for a wildcard spot with this improving defense. And a full season of Jimmy Garoppolo with Jerry McKinnon and Marquis Gordon and Pierre Garcon. He's also very lucky that he has two good tight ends. So maybe like in New England where they had the two tight ends out of Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez, they could do a two tight end set of of Garrett Selleck and George Kittle if they wanted to. Because Pierre Garcon and Marquis Woodwin don't scare as many teams as possible. But yes, the 49ers this year are definitely going to finish second place, and they're definitely going to be for a wild card. Because again, they're going to face the Vikings too, and they're going to face the Rams twice, the, and, the, and the Seahawks and the Cardinals twice, so those are not giving any games. And they're going to face the Packers and Giants, and they're going to face the Chiefs, and they're going to face the Chargers. Th- those are going to be games that they are going to be tough for them. They, they definitely are better than the Raiders, and they're definitely better than the Lions and the Broncos. And they're definitely better than the Buccaneers, and they're definitely better than the Bears. So those are going to be some giving wins. And they're not going to sweep anywhere in division. They're going to have a tough against all the other playoff teams who are just slightly better than them, like the Packers and Vikings and the Giants. 
They're, they're slightly better than them, and the same thing with the Chiefs and the Chargers. And in third place, based on the sole aspirations of Russell Wilson leading his team, running at, leading the team in rushing yards, throwing the ball only to his his number one receiver, Doug Baldwin and stuff. The, the uh, Seahawks are on on a, on a downhill path. Last year, their offensive line was really, really bad. It's going to be bad. Rashad Penny, who they drafted, is hurt, and Chris Carson was hurt, so they, again, had no running game last year, no running game this year, and just one offensive weapon in Doug Baldwin. No offense to Tyler Lockett. Yeah, they signed Brandon Marshall, too. So they got Brandon Marshall, but again, Brandon Marshall, Tyler Lockett are not, at this point in their career, going to scare you. But for the Seahawks, their Legion of Boom defense is no longer Legion of Boom. All they have left is Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright on their team. And this year, they signed another kicker off the street. They decided to sign Jabez Kennedy. missed most of the year, so that's going to piece together. They do have Shaquem and Shaquille Griffin. That's a nice story of the brothers and Byron Maxwell. And they got Barkevis Mingo. But what's going to come down to is when you again don't have an offensive line, you don't have a run game. Everybody knows that Russell Wilson is going to have to do everything on his own. He's going to always throw it to Doug Baldwin. And their defense is not the same as it used to be. They're just not going to be that great of a team. They're lucky if they're going to win more than seven games because they got to face the Chargers, who are a playoff team. They got to face the the Rams twice and the 49ers twice. They got to face the Vikings and the Cowboys or and the Packers, who are all going to try to be in the playoffs. They're going to be facing the Panthers, too, or trying to be in the playoffs, and the Chiefs. See, on paper, Russell Wilson is better than anything that the Broncos throw up, so that's that, that, they could definitely beat the Broncos. And they're definitely, they could have a chance to beat the Raiders, and that's two secured wins, and if they split with their division, that's five. And if they beat the Lions, that's six. And right there, that's, that's at least six wins. So they could win six games, they could win seven. But again, if they're seven or nine again... But if they're seven and nine this year, unlike last year where they were nine and seven, they just missed the playoffs. That they're going in the wrong direction. And the Cardinals are probably one of the best last place teams in the division because anytime you have veteran quarterback Sam Bradford and you drafted a first round pick in Josh Rosen and Mike McCoy is your coordinator after being the Chargers coach, your deep, your offense isn't going to be that bad, especially with David Johnson returning. That lineup, that defense is going to be that offense is going to be so good in the defense. Still has players like Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones on them. So anytime you still have a Hall of Fame caliber players like Larry Fitzgerald on your team, and you have good defensive players on your team like Patrick Peterson and Chandler Jones, the Cardinals are not going to be pushovers. The Cardinals will be very competitive because their whole team is very good, okay? And they're definitely beating the Redskins this year and splitting three divisions. That's four. They even could be the Lions. That could be five. They could be the Broncos. That could be six. They could win six games this year, which is not as good as their eight and eight record last year. But six is better than being one of the worst teams in the league. Six because they win six games and the Seahawks win seven. 
and the 49ers win nine, it's not that much of a difference. This is more competitive than you think. It's just the Rams are so overwhelming better than the whole entire division. And the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, is on the rise, and the Seahawks' defense and offensive line is on the decline. The 49ers are, and the Cardinals are like, oh, we got a veteran in Sam Bradford, and then we got, the, when are we going to go with Josh Rosen? Do we want to go, we do want to go full rebuild mode? If they go full rebuild mode, will Larry Fitzgerald just want to retire? So in the end, in the NFC West, it's going to be the Rams having one of the three best records in the, in the league with the Eagles and the Packers. Then it's going to be four Dodgers hovering around as a wild card team, winning definitely eight games, maybe nine games to take a wild card spot. Russell Wilson's team could win somewhere between six or could win six or seven games, which is which is a decline, but it's still better than being really bad. And the Cardinals, if they win f- six or seven games too, it's not going to be a bad season. It's just not going to be what they were last year, eight and eight. They're just going to be one of the best last place teams because they still have good players on different units of the team. Anytime with David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. And Patrick Peterson, you're not going to be really bad. You're going to be competitive. So, Rams win the NFC West. Niners, 49ers win a wild, definitely compete for wild card spot. And the Seahawks and Cardinals are not going to be bad. They're just not going to be good. Again, the New Orleans Saints are going to win the division in the NFC South. They're going to essentially have the same offense and same defense they had last year with this ever improving young defense and offense under future Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees. They're still going to have Alvin Kamara last year, who was a beast last year. And, uh, yeah, Mark Ingram has spent four games, but Mark Ingram is one of the best number two running backs in the league. So even if he's gone for four days and he's the ba- four games and he's the backup, it's not like it's the end of the world for, the, for them because they have the very stacked team. And for them on defense, you have Cam Jordan leaving the, leading the team and Marshawn Lattimore. That's a pretty good defense. And especially when you have also Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn at wide receiver. And they signed Cameron Meredith and Michael Floyd, who both have, are going to be in an improved quarterback situation. The Saints are going to have a stable of running backs and wide receivers and Benjamin Watson at tight end. Drew Brees is going to be amazing, picking his spots where he's going to go. And on defense, having Cameron Jordan, Manti Teo, and Marshawn Lattimore is going to really help them out. Because in a division of, of quarterbacks leading each team of Matt Ryan and Cam Newton, both who have gone to Super Bowls and lost, and you have Drew Brees, the more trust is in Drew Brees as the quarterback to take his team to the playoffs and not to, you know, blow it. That is the team that you have the most confidence in that's led by Drew Brees and has Alvin Kamara. The Falcons may have Matt Ryan and they'd be the pick and they have some very good defensive players and they have Julio Jones who's probably better than any Saints receiver and they got the combination of Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman but it's all about the quarterbacks. I trust Drew Brees more than any other quarterback in this league. I trust the Saints more even you know, the Saints have a long history of losing than the Falcons. The Falcons always blow it somehow in the regular season playoffs, and the Panthers do. The year the Panthers made, made the Super Bowl, they lost the next year. It's going to come down to all these three teams, but it's going to come down who has the best quarterback, and that's going to be the Saints, okay? The Saints are going to win the division. They're going to definitely make the playoffs. That's what it's going to come down to. But the Falcons, yeah, Matt Ryan has been an MVP. He's great. You have Julio Jones. You have Austin Hooper. Mohamed Sanu, and he got that Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman mix. 
I'd rather have Mark Ingram than Tevin Coleman any day because he's a starting running back. Just happens to be Alvin Kamara took his job. Yes, they got Vic Beasley and they got Robert Alford, Desmond Trufant, and this defense has been improving every year. But when it comes to it again, the Falcons, I don't trust them in the playoffs or regular season that they're going to overtake the Saints in the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to have a good, they're going to have a winning schedule and there could be for a wild card. But they got to face the Eagles, the Steelers, the Packers, the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Bengals and the Cardinals. That's that. They're going to be lucky that they face the Bucks twice a year. They could probably sweep that, and they're probably then they're definitely going to beat the Redskins and the Ravens this year, and probably the Cardinals and Bengals. But that's way too many games that they may lose. Eagles, Steelers, they could definitely lose both those games. Packers, Giants, Cowboys, they could definitely lose those games too. So I don't really see the Falcons having such an amazing record. I see them as a nine nine and seventeen, eight and eighteen, while the Saints only have the Rams, the Eagles, the Steelers, and the Giants and the Vikings. So they got a couple of teams. The Giants are a playoff and the Vikings are both wildcard teams. So the real tough matchup for the Saints is only the the Rams, Steelers, and Eagles. So that's really three really tough matches. And then two pretty tough matches in the Giants and Vikings and the Cowboys, maybe. And they also are lucky they got to face the Buccaneers. And they get to face the Rams. And they get to face the Browns, too. So you're like, wow, the Saints get to face the Buccaneers twice, the Redskins, and the Browns, and the Baltimore Ravens, and the Bengals. Saints will definitely win more games. They'll definitely, be a, they'll definitely win at least 10, maybe 11, 12 games. So that's what it's going to come down to. The Falcons' schedule is a little bit more tougher. The Falcons always blow it. The, the Saints have the more reliable quarterback and the reliable, and the better running back tandem. While the Falcons have the best wide receiver in the division, but I don't trust them as much as you would think. Plus, Sean Payton is the best coach in this division. Now the Panthers. Panthers, again, they'll be one of those teams like the Falcons that are going to be competing for second place. They could be 7-9. and nine, They could be 9-7. and seven, They could be 8-8. Eight and eight. But they have to face Cowboy Giants. That's two wild card teams. They got to face the Steelers, who are going to win the division. The Bengals, who are going to be average, and the Ravens are going to be average. And the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, and that's tough. And they're going to face Matthew Stafford. So that's another tough quarterback matchup. So they're less likely because the Panthers just somehow seem to blow it. Seem Cam Newton's not the same quarterback he's supposed to be. He's never lived up to all the potential he's supposed to be. Their wide receiving core isn't that great. Devin Funches was a good receiver, but he's their number one receiver. And most team Funches would probably be your number two or number three. It doesn't seem like, yeah, ooh, I'm really scared of that. Greg Olson is their best position player, but he's the tight end. And last year he missed most of the season, so you don't know what his health is. And Torrey Smith is, again, a backup, is a number two or three. He's not a lead. And Chris McCaffrey was okay last year, but he didn't blow anybody away. And C.J. Anderson is just trying to come in as a backup. Yeah, their defense is they got better by adding DeAndre Poe, and they ha- and they have, still have Julius Peppers, Jack Thompson, Luke Kuechly, and Thomas Davis. But like as all three teams, they got some good defensive players, but their units aren't the best in the league. They got some good skill players. They got a they got a good quarterback. Got a veteran coach. It's all gonna come down to 
Do I trust the Panthers and Falcons? Do I trust Cam Newton and Matt Ryan? I don't really think I've ever trusted Matt Ryan or Cam Newton ever because they've only had one season where, yeah, they went all the way to Super Bowl, but did they win? No, they did not. And they're lucky, the Panthers and the Falcons. They can't fall the way to last place in this division whatsoever because of the mess that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Firing Loving Smith because you're afraid that Dirk Cutter's going to leave as a head coach somewhere else, so you promote your offensive coordinator from within so he can become the head coach and continue to work with Winston. Well, where is that gone? It looked like that this draft was going to be better than the RG3 Luck one because he thought, hey, Winston's look good. You know, Marcus Mariota's look good, and both have not looked that great, and they're both going to be quarterbacks of the last-place team. And again, with his conduct in college and profession, professional career, he's going to miss the first handful of games. And that's not going to be good for them because they get to face the Saints and the Panthers. I mean, they got to face the Saints and the Eagles and the Steelers. So that's the first three games. They may not even win any of those games. And it's a toss-up between do I trust Mitchell Trubinsky in a second year or do I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick? So that, that's going to be the issue. They're going into their bye week. They, they could be 0-4. And then they got to face their own division rival. They got to face the Bengals and Panthers, who are better than them, and the Giants, 49ers. They definitely have a chance to obviously beat the Browns and the Redskins. But then after that, it's going to be like, well, they got to face their Panthers again, the Saints again, the Ravens, who have a better quarterback situation, the Cowboys, who have a better quarterback situation, and then the Falcons again. I don't see that many easy wins except for the Browns and Redskins. They could get a couple other wins against like the Bears or the Bengals, but. They may win five, maybe less than five wins this year. Not just because Winston's going to be injured. I mean, it's suspended, but he's going to be out. This because it's going to be, eh, it's not really that good. Mike Evans is going to be, unfortunately, double covered because they're going to be like, yeah, there's nobody else to throw to, even if you have Deshaun Jackson on your team. I could see the Buccaneers, if they're really out of it, seeing if any team wants Deshaun Jackson in a trade. If anybody wants, you know, Cameron Bray in a trade. Because the running back situation is Peyton Barber and Jaquise Rogers. It doesn't really scare anybody. And yes, they have Gerald McCoy. And they got Jason Pierre-Paul in a trade. And they have Levante Davis, Brent Grimes, and Chris Conti. It's an okay defense. Again, all, te- all teams in this division have some good players on defense that make their unit pretty good. They got supposedly franchise quarterbacks and a couple good skill players. But it's going to come down to... Drew Brees is the most trusted quarterback in this division. Sean Payton's the most trusted coach in this division. And the Panthers and Falcons always seem to blow it. And the Buccaneers are a mess. The Buccaneers, again, stink this year. It could be Dirk Cutter's job because he hasn't shown anything as becoming a head coach. And then they'll be, they'll be, the, the next coach will be stuck with Winston, and they're not going to know what to do with him. So in the end, the Saints are going to win this division win double-digit games. It's the Panthers and Falcons who are going to win either nine, eight, or seven games and fight for a wild-card spot. And the Buccaneers are going to win less than five games this year. Five is too much. It's maybe three or four. So the Saints win the NFC South. And the wildcard spots could either go to the Falcons or Saints. Falcons or Panthers, excuse me. But they have a lot of competition with the Giants, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. And the 49ers all competing for wildcard spots. It's easy going to be the AFC North. The Steelers are going to run away with it because the Steelers are one of the three best teams in the AFC. They always make the playoffs. They always have a chance for a bye week. But the issue for the Steelers is they always lose in the playoffs to the to the Patriots. Last year they lost to the Jaguars, but that was a fluke. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. That the Steelers have a good record every year. They make the playoffs, but they lose to the Patriots. Because the Patriots are the Patriots. But 
you would think when the Steelers have the best trio in all of football, anytime you have a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, probably the top two or top three wide receiver in the league, Antonio Brown, could debate who's number one, and Le'Veon Bell, a top five running back. That's the debate where he is. And they still have Juju Schmidt-Suster, who was good last year in his rookie season. The four of them on offense is pretty good compared to most offenses in all of football. So they're clearly the best offense in the division because everything is going well for them. When it comes to defense, it's not the same Steelers defense when they won all the Super Bowls and they had all the Hall of Fame players on the roster. But they Joe Hayden on their team, so they still have two good veteran defensive players. They also have Steph, Stephen Tru, Stephon Truitt and Cameron Hayward, pretty good defensive players. And they have T.J. Watt, you know, J.J. Watt's younger brother who was good in his rookie year. They have John Bostic on their team. So they have themselves a handful of good defensive players that as a group will be better than they have been in recent years. But again, the Steelers are going to be carried every single year by Ben Roethlisberger until he retires and by Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. That's, what, that's what's going to happen. So clearly we all know the Steelers are going to run away with the AFC North. The question comes down to who's going to finish second place because last place is obviously guaranteed. The question is who's going to finish in second place. And in the AFC, it's really only going to be whoever doesn't win the South. So if the Colts, the Texans, the Jaguars, the Titans, whoever doesn't win the division, they'll be fighting for a wild card spot. And whoever doesn't win the, the West in the AFC, that means if the Chiefs don't win, win the division, if the Broncos don't win the division, if the Chargers don't, they'll be fighting for it. But then there's also going to be, can the Ravens and, and the Bengals compete for a playoff spot? Because they've both been playoff teams consistently the last five to ten years. Let's see how that's happened. Now last year, the Ravens won nine games. Did they make the playoffs? So the Ravens did not make the playoffs last year, despite having a winning record. I do still think when you have Joe Flacco on your team, you're going to be reasonably competitive because it all comes down to a quarterback league. So they'll hover around that 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight record, but I'm not sure between them and the Bengals who's obviously going to make the playoffs because the Steelers are definitely going to win double-digit games because they can face the Browns twice this year, the Raiders, the Jaguars, the Buccaneers. And they're better than most of the teams, including the Broncos and the Chargers and the Falcons and the Chiefs and the Saints and the Panthers. And the Steelers get to face the Bengals. The Ravens, on the other hand, they get lucky enough to get face the Browns twice, the Bills and the Titans and the Buccaneers and the Raiders. So that's going to help them. But it all comes down to, again, how good is Joe Flacco going to be this year? And will a full season, and will a full season of Alice Collins at running back make a difference? Because he was very good. At the same time, their wide receiving core is a little bit better than last year by signing former Saints receiver Willie Sneed, signing Michael Crabtree away from the Raiders, and John Brown. It's going to be very improved last year when they only had one receiver last year, and it just did not help Joe Flacco to only have one receiver. So going to have. 
having three veteran receivers is going to help them. And the defense, they're still led by Terrell Suggs, C.J. Mosley, and Brandon Carr, and Eric Weddle, and Jimmy Smith. So they still have some good players on their team. You know, again, the defense is not as good as it used to be when it had the Super Bowl championship type of teams. Defense when they were winning, they won those those two Super Bowls. But again, the Ravens are still going to be a competitive team no matter what. And when it comes to the Bengals, Bengals are in the same position as the Ravens. Andy Dalton's a veteran quarterback. He can take his team to playoffs. They have an elite receiver in A.J. Green. And they have good defensive players, and they have some good skill players, and they get to face the Dolphins. And the Browns twice this year. So unfortunately, the Bengals don't get an easy schedule compared to the, the Ravens. They have to face the Colts, who are trying to be in the playoffs. The Broncos trying to be in the playoffs. The Steelers and Ravens twice. The Saints and Chargers, who are both going to be playoff teams. The Panthers, who are fighting for the playoffs. The Chiefs, who are fighting for the playoffs. The Falcons, who are fighting for a playoff. That's why they're probably going to be closer to you know 6-10 and 10 than 8-8 eight and eight this year. Now, Joe Mixon had a good year as a rookie running back. But everybody knows that Dalton loves to throw to A.J. Green. So until something changes, like Joe Mixon or Gio Bernardi go off, or Tyler Eifert stays healthy, it's going to be a one-dimensional offense again for them. And that's easy to fix. That's easy to pinpoint on defense. Now, on defense for their side, having Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, Montez Burfecht, that's still a really good defense. It's just... Again, not an elite caliber defense. It's just pretty good. So last but not least are the Cleveland Browns. What we can say about the Cleveland Browns is they could probably beat the Jets because they're in the same position. Not that great, but if the Jets go with the rookie quarterback and they go with Tyrod Taylor, they'll have a much better chance. Jameis Winston or Tyrod Taylor? Tyrod Taylor will take that guy in that matchup. Chase Daniels or Tyrod Taylor? I'll probably take Tyrod Taylor. I didn't Case Keenum, yeah. So Case Keenum or Tyrod Taylor, I'm going to take Tyrod Taylor or Case Keenum. So what helps out them, the Browns this year, is they're not going to be they're not going to be win no games or one game. If they get to face teams like the Jets, the Buccaneers, and the Broncos, who quarterback situations are probably not as good as Tyrod Taylor's is, that will guarantee that they can at least win three games this year. And if they're and if they play tough, they can maybe hit the Bengals or Ravens once this year, and that could give them four or five wins. So they're definitely not going to be zero and sixteen, but they're going to only win three, four, maybe games five at most. And maybe they could beat the Raiders. You never know, or the or the Panthers. It, it comes down to you never know. Every game is different. But one thing to say about the the Browns this year is that they went and got Jarvis Landry because they weren't sure about Josh Gordon. And they got Antonio Callaway as well. So right there, they got themselves three receivers they could probably rely on. They got Todd Haley, who's been a head coach in this league and an offensive coordinator who just was the Steelers. That will help them out on defense. And they added Carlos Hyde. They got themselves a lead running back from the 49ers. That will help them out. And Greg Williams has been known as a great defensive coordinator. 
which is helpful because they have young defensive players like Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, who they drafted, and Jabir Peppers on their team, and they're trying to build their defense with the th- from the bottom up with young players. So having three young players in this year's and last year's drafts to prove with a good coordinator, the Browns are going in the right direction. But they're going to be in last place no matter if Tyrod Taylor's their quarterback or Baker Mayfield, who they drafted with the first overall pick, is the quarterback. Because until Ben Roethlisberger officially retires, the Steelers are definitely going to win the division this year and make the playoffs and have a bye seed. That's how the AFC North is going to go. Steelers win the division, probably get a bye week. The Browns? The Browns are definitely going to be a last place team no matter who's the quarterback. And based on the schedule, the Bengals will be lucky to win six games. Not even They're not even close to seven or nine, eight and eight. And the Ravens, because of their schedule and having Joe Flacco, and still having some good defensive players in Alex Collins for a full year and getting themselves three better receivers than what they had last year. They only had like one receiver that you heard of. That is why the Ravens will definitely float around eight and eight, seven and nine, and maybe nine and seven and make a wild card spot. So Steelers run away with division, Browns finish in last place, the Bengals finish 500 or worse, and the Ravens hover around 500 to make the playoffs. And that's how it is very simple. The AFC East has been like this since Bill Belichick took over and Tom Brady came in for Drew Bledsoe. The Patriots won a Super Bowl a year that Rob Gronkowski didn't play the didn't play in the Super Bowl or the playoff. They won. They went to the Super Bowl before without Julian Edelman. Oh my God! They traded away Brandon Cooks after one year. Danny Amendola has left in free agency. Oh, oh, no. Edelman suspended for the first four games. Oh, no. What are the Patriots going to do? I don't know what they're going to do. Well, guess what? It doesn't matter. As long as you have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, the Patriots are going to win the AFC North, uh, East, I mean. Every single year until they're both gone. They're going to clearly would we have the best record or the second best record and get a bye week. They'll always make it to the championship game. Or they will make it to the Super Bowl and either win or lose every single year. Yes, they cut Kenny Britt and Eric Decker unexpectedly retired. And everybody wants to see how cool Eric Decker would be on the Patriots. But guess what? Chris Hogan was, so, was injured last year and missed a lot of the year. So they can have a healthy Chris Hogan... They get return specialist Quarterell Patterson, where Belichick and offensive genius coordinator Josh McDaniels can figure out some way to use him in certain certain situations. Not just as a kick returner, punt returner on certain plays, he can line up behind the line as a running back. They also still have Gronk, even if he's not going to be healthy every game. They still have Dwayne Allen, and they still have Philip Dorsett too. And yeah, having James White and Rex Burkhead and Brandon Bolden and Jeremy Hill. And Mike Gillisley is still very helpful to this team. Because Tom Brady, if he, he hasn't had that many great wide receivers like Randy Moss. And he had Ocho Cinco towards the end and other players at, towards the end. And even though he lost Deion Lewis, who caught a lot of passes for them, Rex Burkhead was really clutch for them last year. And we all know that James White helped him win a Super Bowl before. So by adding Jeremy Hill, a veteran from the Bengals, and having Brandon Bolden and Mike Gillisley still, you don't have to worry about the offense. The problem was last year was their defense. But hey, Trey Flowers is a good player. Adrian Claiborne and Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Stephen Gilmore, Patrick Chung, and Devin McCourty are good. Yeah, they no longer have. 
is they no longer have Super Bowl Hero. Malcolm Butler, but hey, it's a game. What is the constant of the Patriots? To Patriots, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So their defense can lose players. They can give up lots of yards. They can lose running backs, wide receivers. Their tight ends can be injured. The Patriots are never going to not win this division, and they only really have a couple of tough matchups. The Packers, the Vikings, the Chiefs, and Steelers. Those are probably going to be the four toughest matchups based on how good the Vikings and Chiefs defenses are and how good the offense of the Steelers and the Packers are. Because it doesn't matter if the Texans, the Colts, try to make the playoffs. They're gonna definitely they could definitely be the Texans, the Colts. They could definitely be the Jaguars and Titans. The Dolphins are in their division. It's obviously gonna sweep the Jets and Bills twice, no matter who's at quarterback for Jets and Bills, they're gonna sweep them twice. They could probably sweep the Dolphins twice, no matter if Ryan Tannehill's or not. The Lions and the Bears, they could definitely be the Lions and Bears. It's only really gonna be that there's a chance that they can lose to the Vikings, Packers, Chiefs, and Steelers. And if they don't lose to them, they could still lose one game to the Dolphins and a couple other teams, and they could still win 13, 12 or 13 games this year. Now, second place is always going to be the Dolphins, no matter who's the quarterback, because Ryan Tannehill's not a great quarterback, but he's an okay quarterback. Keon Drake and Frank Gore, Drake's improving. Gore's been a great running back. And they still have good defensive pieces like Robert Quinn, who they got from the Rams, and Cameron Wake. And the Dolphins have not a bad schedule. They could still be a 7-9 team, an 8-8 and team, based on the fact that the Titans are probably a last-place team. They could to toss up between them and the Bengals. They'll take a couple of games, maybe sweep the Jets and Bills. They could probably beat the Bears and the Raiders and the Lions. And, may, and then the tough games for them will be, obviously, the Texans and the Colts. They get to face the Jaguars. That the they could definitely win that, the Dolphins. So the Dolphins hope that Ryan Tannehill healthy because if David fails, who's been a career third-string quarterback, Bryce Petty, who was on the Jets last year, and Brock Eisweiler. And Brock Osweiler, who was terrible in tech for the Texans and the Broncos, are your alternative. They're praying that Ryan Tannehill stays healthy. And again, when you have Keon Drake and Frank Gore as running backs, you've got Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills. And they took Damian Andola away from the Patriots. They got three reliable receivers, two good running backs, still have themselves some good defensive players on their team like Akeem Spence to add to Wake and Quinn. They still got Kiki Alonzo and TJ McDonald, Rashad Jones, and Bob McCain. So their defense is not going to be bad. They're just never going to win this division. They could be one of those 7, 9, 8, and 8 teams, but not really. And then what it's going to come down to is the fact that the New York Jets had two professional quarterbacks in Josh McCown, Teddy Bridgewater, Dream Camp. But they just traded Teddy Bridgewater, which I think was silly. They should have waited until the team had an injury and really needed a quarterback, they could have got more. They don't have to rush, you know, jo you know jo Sam Darnold. They'd really have to do that. When you have per you have veteran quarterbacks, they also have veteran. They got a good skill player. They have Robbie Anderson, Jermaine Curse, and Quincy Anua from last year's team, 
and Terrell Pryor. Robbie Anderson's really fast. Jermaine Curse was really good last year as a veteran because he knew what showed up. And they got Terrell Pryor. So they got four receivers you can rely on. So it's not going to be, be a complete disaster, which, again, also helps out a rookie quarterback to throw to four wide receivers. But they could have either started McCann or Bridgewater, and if an injury happens, they could trade one of them to another team and injure another team. They also got Isaiah Crowell, who's been a good running back for the Browns, to add to Belay Apollo. And they got Thomas Rawls, former Seahawks running back. So, again, their skilled players are not going to make them a bad team. And on defense, Morris Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson are really are, are good defensive players. So, again, the Jets did not need do not need to start Sam Darnold and have to a trade or Teddy Bridgewater right away. But I'm not the Jets. They make decisions. They want to start a rookie quarterback, even though you don't have to start rookie quarterbacks, and trade away Bridgewater. That's fine. That's the only way that the Jets are going to finish above the Bills because there's no way they're winning more than five games. Because, of course, they get to face the Bills twice, and they get to face the Browns and the Jaguars. And even the and the Bears or another and the Titans were all last place teams and maybe the Broncos they could beat, but that, they they're really not going to beat the Lions and they're not going to beat the Colts. They're not going to beat the Vikings nor the Texans and nor the Packers. So they're definitely going to get all the losses. They'll probably be swept by the Patriots and lose one to the Dolphins. So the Jets are not going to be a competitive team, not going to be a good team record wise, but they will be competitive. But now they're going with a rookie quarterback. They're going to have growing pains. And that may affect how many wins they really get this year. And the Buffalo Bills, oh, Nathan Peterman, who threw five interceptions in one half. Or they can go to A.J. McCarron, but unfortunately, McCarron hurt himself. So it's still to be seen who is going to be the quarterback for the Bills. Is it going to be McCarron if he's healthy? Or going to be five interception, one guy, Peterman, or Josh Allen who doesn't look good? And if I were them, do not go with Josh Allen. Let Nathan Peterman get ruined by this offensive line, let McCarron finally get a start, because this offensive line is one of the worst offensive, it's probably one of the worst offensive line, or the worst offensive line, that side ranks them as the 32nd offensive line, so you don't want to kill your quarterback or your rookie quarterback or its confidence. Now the reason why they're also worse than the Jets is, outside of Charles Clay, the veteran tight end, and Kelvin Benjamin, there really isn't anything that scares me on offense. Sean McCoy has to hold a domestic abuse case against him, so even if Chris Ivory, the former Jet, and Travis Cadet is on the team, doesn't looking good at skill player-wise to help the quarterback if he's going to go with the rookie. And it also doesn't help if your offensive line is horrible and your skill players aren't that great. Nor is your defense that amazing. Like Kyle Williams is good. Tremaine Edwards is good. And Vontae Davis and Micah Hyde are good. But outside of that, things are not looking good for the Bills this year. They're going to be a last-place team. And they're going with a five-man interception guy or... A guy who never beat out Andy Dalton and a rookie doesn't look good behind offensive lines. It's going to be Patriots run away with the division, had the best record again. The Dolphins could be a 7-9, or 8-18 and 18 based on their record and having Ryan Tannehill look. Because if not, they could be worse than the Bills based on the quarterbacks that they could potentially go out there. Of backups and Brock Osweiler, which has been horrible. And the Jets, based on their skill players and their good defensive players, that even though they're going with a rookie, they'll still be more competitive than the Bills. And they have a higher ceiling than the Dolphins in the next three to four years. But the Bills don't have great quarterback options. Should not rush the rookie out there. A horrible offensive line. Not many skilled players that make me go, wow. So Bills in last place. The Dolphins could be either be 8-8, eight 7-9, and eight, seven and nine make the, and be and nine, help around 9-7, make the playoffs. Or everything can go downhill and they could be really, really bad. And the Jets have a high ceiling. But they're not going to be a playoff team because they're not that good. Because they're also going with a rookie quarterback. Pitch is going to weigh with the, NFC, the AFC East, I mean.
the AFC West is going to be won by a different team. The Broncos, again, quarterback mess. The Raiders, mess as a whole. And the Chiefs no longer have Alex Smith. They're going with rookie quarterback Pat Mahomes. So do you know who's left standing? Veteran quarterback Phillip Rivers, who's taken the charge to playoffs many years. And in those teams, they have Hall of Fame caliber defensive players. They had LaDainian Tomlinson. You know, they have North, they had North Turner leading them. But Phillip Rivers is showing no sign of decline. He's the only quarterback in this division I trust. Yeah, the Chargers have been like the Lions, the Panthers, and the Falcons, and they blow it somehow in the second half or in the playoffs. But I trust them. This team is way too talented not to lose. When you have great defensive players, above-average offensive line, good skill players, and Phillip Rivers going to the Hall of Fame, that is definitely not going to be like, oh, no, we're going to leave. But when you have Joey Bowles and Melvin Ingram leading your defense, that scares people, okay? Having having a healthy Keenan Allen, who was great last year, and having a healthy Mike Williams, and then having Tyra Williams and Travis Benjamin as your third and fourth option, that's scary. And Melvin Gordon's a very good running back, and having Mike Pouncey makes this offensive line even better. So right there, you got all these great players for Los Angeles Chargers that make you go, they're really good at a lot of positions, so it's going to be scary. So you have more trust in them whatsoever. And I even talk about Brendan Membane and Casey Hayward. There's some good defensive players on this team. And in the end, if their toughest matchup this year for the Chargers is the Rams, who are clearly an amazing offensive team, and the Steelers, who are an amazing offensive team, and they're going to split with a division, fine, that's five losses right there. But I guarantee you they're going to beat the Cardinals, and they're going to beat the Bills and Browns and the Bengals right there. So they beat the Cardinals, the Bengals, Bills, Browns, that's four wins there. If they beat the Titans, that's five. If they get three in their division, that's already eight wins. And they and if they beat the Seahawks, well, the 49ers, that could make them get to 10 wins and the Ravens 11. So they could finish anywhere between 9 and 7, respectable better to make the playoffs, or they could win 10 or 11 games. Because this is not a division where you're going to sweep everybody in the division. No, this, this division is too good in terms of each team having talent. Not that every team is amazing. It's just too many good teams to to beat and to sweep. This isn't like you're facing the Jets and Bills or the Bears or Lions in your division or you're facing the Redskins. This is, and the Buccaneers, this is competitive. Now, it doesn't matter if Case Keenum's a quarterback. Yes, he's more stable than Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Trevis Simeon, and Brock Osweiler. But the Broncos are going to obviously lose three games this year, and they're going to lose four to the Texans, five to the Rams, six to the Steelers. Okay, that's six losses right there. They could lose to the Seahawks. That could be seven. They could lose to the Ravens and the Bengals. That could be eight or nine losses right there and then. So I don't know why people are predicting them to finish second place. I don't think the Broncos will finish in second place. Their schedule shows them they can lose about seven to nine games at least. Case Keenum is more stable, but he's 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 not gonna have the same great offensive line. This offensive line is one of the worst in the league. He is going to have a good defense, but his running back situation wasn't going to be good as last year. They had three good running backs. Even when Dalvin Cook injured, they had two good running backs. And the wide receiver tight end is not that great either. 
as amazing it is to have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Demarius Thomas has been that elite receiver in years, and Emmanuel Sanders is inconsistent. That's the problem for this team. Devontae Booker, it's, it, it, it's his team right now running back. But again, Devontae Booker hasn't shown he could be consistent in this league. So again, Mary Thomas is used to be. Sanders is inconsistent. Devin Booker is the lead. Yeah, the defense has Derek Wolf and Brandon Marshall and Bradley Chubb. They just drafted Von Miller, Chris Harris, Brandon Roby. It won't matter in the end. Based on the fact that Case Keenum is a fluke, the wide receivers aren't as good as you think. The running back's okay. He's not one of the best running backs in the league. He's okay. Their offensive line isn't that great. And their schedule's not going to help them. The Broncos are lucky that they're going to win six to seven, maybe eight games at most this year. They'll be average to below average. It's the Chiefs who still have one of the best overall teams in the league. They still they have Kareem freaking Hunter running back. Okay? They got Tyree Kill. And they got them Sam, Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey. How are you going to beat that? Their offensive line is still pretty good. They still have good defensive players. Their defense is not as, as, as amazing as it has been because they've lost some players on defense. But again, I'm not discounting Andy Reid or the Chiefs whatsoever because the Chiefs, again, they're going to split the, the games in their division, all the games in their division, that's three wins. They're going to beat the Browns, that's four. They're going to beat the Jaguars, that's five. Cardinals, six. Ravens, seven. Four Niners, eight. Bengals, ten. Seahawks, eleven. So again, they could lose some games there, but that's, write it down. The Chiefs will definitely win at least eight games, maybe nine or ten, and they're going to be the real challenge to the to the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is in his first year, but but Andy Reid is not an idiot. He's not going to put him in situations that are going to screw him up, especially when you have Kareem Hunt. You're going to rely on Kareem Hunt this year, and you're also going to rely on all those trick plays with Tyreek Hill. And then you're going to let him. You're going to you're he's going to design plays to let him air it out to Sammy Watkins, and. Having one of the top 10 tight ends in the league, Travis Kelsey, it's great. Young quarterbacks, you have a tight end blanket, a veteran tight end, who you know you can show the short passes to. He's going he's gonna to be in a good position to have Kelsey to, to throw to. He's going to have Kareem Hunt and Tyreek and Tyree Hill all lining up in different spots. And when he wants to air deep, he's going to have a deep receiver. He's not going to have a nobody. He's going to have a deep receiver. An offensive line is top 11 in the league, it says here in Sports Illustrated. That is definitely going to help him whatsoever. So he's all the tools to succeed, especially when his defense still has Justin Houston and Eric Berry still leading it. And good kicker and Harrison Butker and punter Justin Colwood. He's not going to be in a bad position. Andy Reid's going to make sure that there will be plays for him to show off his arm. And if he gets in trouble, throw Sammy Watkins. But he's going to have Travis Kelsey as security blanket. He's going to have Kareem Hunter, Tyreek Hill. There's no question that the Chiefs may not have all as many good defensive players as the Broncos. But when they have when they have the amazing running back, wide receiver, and tight end combination and a better offensive line, it doesn't matter if Case Keenum deserves a quarterback, the Chiefs are going to be fighting with the LA Chargers for the AFC West division and the playoffs. The Broncos are not a playoff team. They're not going to be a playoff team for a while. They're going to waste away this amazing defense in its prime for the last couple of years of middling quarterbacks and middling skill players. And last but not least, the Oakland future Las Vegas Raiders are definitely not beating the Rams this year or the 49ers. That's two losses, and that's then three losses in their division. That's five. 
they may even lose to the Seahawks. That's so that's six. The Steelers seven. And the Colts. That could be eight losses right there. And then it's a toss-up. Are they gonna lose to the Bengals, the Dolphins, or the Ravens? Cause that could be almost 10, 11 losses. Because I do think they're gonna beat the Browns. That's a give me. They're gonna beat the Browns. That's a very give me. And maybe they beat the Cardinals. That's two wins. But they're not beating the Seahawks, the Bengals, Dolphins, and Ravens. That's way too much to ask of them. So if they're guaranteed to win three in their division and one against the Browns, four, five, six wins maybe. Yes, they have John Gruden, who's a quarterback genius, an offensive guru, and Derek Carr's been up and down or injured and hasn't been very lucky because offensive line. His offensive line has been very good. It's a so he's, they're they're a top ten offensive line, but he hasn't been that lucky. There are years where he's horrible and they don't make the playoffs. The year he was great, he got hurt. Derek Derek Carr. So it's, so John Gruden's going to succeed with Derek Carr, and Derek Carr's going to get back to the place he was as a quarterback. Problem, though, is they lost Michael Crabtree, and that's going to be very important. It doesn't matter if they signed Jordan Nelson. He's old and in decline. That's how the Packers could get rid of him. Artavis Bryant's a, a head case, a nuisance, and the Steelers, they just want to get rid of him. So every team now knows you got to make sure to double cover Amari Cooper, and that's not going to help out Derek Carr's development, nor is old Marshawn Lynch or injured and suspended guy Doug Martin as your running back. So essentially, he's going to have one really good skill player, so that's not going to help him whatsoever. And on defense, it's Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is their whole entire defense, and he hasn't even shown up yet. Yeah, Bruce Irvin is good, but it doesn't matter. It's going to come down to the only way this team is going to win is if they score a lot of points. That means if they outscore the Seahawks, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, the Bengals, or the Ravens in any one of those games that they played them that they could lose, that they, they're probably going to lose. That's the only way. And they're only going to win against the teams in divisions like the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Broncos if they score a lot of points. That's the only way it's going to happen. That, that This is how the AFC West is going to go. Chargers and Chiefs, based on their overall team on defense, offense, head coach, quarterbacks, not not quarterbacks, but at least the Chargers quarterback, is that the Chiefs are going to put their rookie quarterback position to do well. So the Chargers could probably win 9 to, nine to 11 games. Chiefs could win 8 to 10 games. And the Broncos are going to be probably, at most, a 6 and 10 team, maybe 7 and 9, based on how competitive their defense is but, and how good Case Keenum is. They're not going to be a playoff team. They're going to lucky to be 500, and the Raiders are lucky to win five or six games at most based on how bad their defense is and how unscary their skill players are outside of Amari Cooper. That's how the AFC. AFC is a lot harder division to predict more than the other AFC, the other South. The NFC South has the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, all could make the playoffs win the division. This South division in the AFC is a lot more trickier because Andrew Luck was clearly one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he basically could see in pretty much the playoffs every year, except for the years he got hurt or returned from injury, or even, you know, even if they made the playoffs some years, he may have lost in the first round, but still. The Texans have been a playoff team based on their defense and running game, even under Matt, Sh- under Matt Schaub. But Deshaun Watson was amazing last year, and he injured himself and missed most of the year. J.J. Watt and Marcellus. And Whitney Marcellus, again, injured, missed most of the year. Well, Fuller was hurt a lot. 
So the Texans, based on the fact that they'll have their quarterback in Deshaun Watson back, they'll have their defensive leader, J.J. Watt, good defensive players like Whitney Marcellus back, and a great young speedy receiver like Will Fuller back. That's why the Texans are going to be definitely a, not just a playoff team and have to figure out who their quarterback is, but they will have their quarterback. Because last year the Jaguars made the playoffs and the Tex and the Titans, you know, almost made the playoffs. We made the playoffs. So yeah, last year we saw the Colts who usually make the playoffs based on having Andrew Luck, the Texans based on their defense. But the Titans made the playoffs because, again, the two other teams' divisions did not, and there were some down years. And the Titans upset the Chiefs, and nobody saw that coming. And of course we saw the Jaguars winning that division. So the Jaguars winning that division and upsetting the Steelers and got to the championship game. That's not going to happen this year. It's going to come down to can Andrew Luck will his team like he did in years before and because the quarterback's like most position, or will Deshaun Watson will his team because he has better skill players and he has a better defense, better defense than anybody else. That will be the difference between which quarterback's going to will their team more than, oh, Titans made the playoff last year, beat the, upset the Chiefs or the Jaguars up the Steelers and won the division. No, no. It's going to clearly come down to quarterback play. And Andrew Luck is clearly has a longer resume and superior compared to Sean Watson and Marcus Mariota and definitely better than Blake Bortles. The reason why the Texans are definitely going to win divisions is because they got everything you need. When you have clearly one of the best receivers in football, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, but now he has a professional quarterback to throw to. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins. Is happy he's getting his quarterback back for a full year. Will Fuller, if he's healthy, he's going to be healthy. Braxton Miller's going to be happy. And they also drafted rookie Kiki Cody. That's going to help them too. So they're going to have enough weapons to throw to. Lamar Miller's still there. So they're still going to have himself a veteran running back to help them. The only problem is SI ranks the Houston Texans offensive line 31st, which is as bad as the Colts. They're like the worst two. So Deshaun Watson's going to have to come back from injury dealing with a bad offensive line. But on defense, when you have J.J. Watt, Whitney Marcellius, Javanian Clowney, Jonathan Joseph, Tyra, and they just got Tyra Matthew from the Cardinals, that's why. They're going to have this great defense, a veteran running back, a good amount of wide receivers, and a very good quarterback coming back. And Bill O'Brien has been in this league for a while. I trust the Texans to win its division more than anything else. Because for Texans, they're only going to have really a couple bad, they're only going to have a couple of tough games. The Patriots and the Eagles. Those are the only two teams that are far beyond better than them. Because the games that they you can go either way are Giants-Cowboys, who are both trying to fight for the playoffs. And the fact that they may split all four games in their division with the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. But they can, they're definitely going to beat the Redskins and the Jets and the Browns. That, and, the, and the Broncos. That's four easy wins, and the Bills are five. So if you can guarantee you five easy wins plus three in your division, right in there, they're eight and eight. And if they beat the Cowboys or Giants, that's nine. And before you know it, they're ten. So they're definitely going to be a nine to eleven win team if they beat the other teams, if they're a division winner and they beat just hopeful playoff teams and only lose to the Eagles 
and the Patriots in their own division, you know, 10-6 and six is not a bad record. That's why I got more confidence in the Texans making the playoffs because of the overall picture of their team. Because they have now their quarterback in years they had just scrap heap doing there. And the reason why I'm going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a second place team is because they're going to easily get three wins in their division. And the Redskins and the Jets and the Bills right there. And the Dolphins are right there. So that's three in their division. And that's four more. So they're essentially going to be a competitive team, win seven games at least. And if they beat a team like the Giants or the Chiefs, that pushes them to eight and eight or nine and seven. That means they'll be a wild card team. Because their toughest matchups this year are, of course, the Eagles, the Steelers, and the Patriots, and the Chiefs. That's four really tough matchups. So the Giants and Cowboys beating them will help them get to eight and eight or nine and seven. But they face four really tough teams. So they're guaranteed this year to lose four games against the tough teams in three divisions. So that's already seven losses. So the highest, the most amount of wins they're going to get this year is 8-8 eight eight or 9-9. Nine nine. But the reason we have more confidence in them is because when you have not really that many deficiencies except for on offense, and we already know their deficiencies on offense, and Blake Bortles, the quarterback, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, that they don't really want to rely on him. They're going to continue to rely on Leonard Fournette, but what's going to happen is everybody knows that, so they're going to just crowd the box. Leonard Fournette's going to have a problem doing anything. And they just lost Marquise Lee for the year. Alan Hearns and Al Robinson left them in free agency. Outside of having Austin Ferry and Jenkins on their team, having only Austin Ferry and Jenkins at tight end doesn't really help them because nobody's going to be afraid of the DZ Westbrook and the Keon Coles. What they're going to be afraid of is Saxonville having Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell, A.J. Boyd, Jalen Ramsey, and Barry Church just to start. And they also got themselves... They also got great... And they got Josh Lambeau, a kicker. So, again, they're set pretty much in every single position. But what's going to hurt them is they don't have any receivers that scare you. Their quarterback doesn't scare you. Their tight end is average... The running back, they all they know this. Miles Jack and Tevin Smith are good too. So again, you keep going, and they got all these great defensive players like that are good. So that's what's going to come down to. The Texans have clearly the best overall team, and the Jacksonville has the, like the best defense. What's then going to happen in this division is that it's going to come down to. Can Andrew Luck will his team, even though they have the worst defensive line of football? I mean, the, the worst front seven. The worst defensive backs in the league. Their offensive line may not be as bad as I said of being the 32nd in the league, but clearly their offensive line, even if they drafted players, they're not going to be that great. It's the only like the Bills and Texans really have 
really bad offensive lines, but it doesn't really matter. The Colts may have drafted Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith and have a good running back in Marlon Mack. But again, this offensive line is going to kill Andrew Luck. It's just not going to help them. And they and I can guarantee you they're not beating the Patriots this year, nor are they beating the Eagles. So they could. it's a toss-up if they're going to beat the Bengals this year, a toss-up if they're going to beat the Cowboys or the or the Giants this year, or even the Dolphins or the Raiders. They're clearly going to get three games in their division. So that's three wins right there. And then the Bills and the Jets will give them five wins, and the Redskins will give them six. So as of now, I think there are at least six wins this year for the, for the Colts, but that doesn't mean anything in the end. Andrew Luck may will his team against all these teams like he did before, but when your running backs, your offensive line, and your defense is – being ranked as 32nd running back, 32nd front seven, 32nd defensive back, 21st offensive line. doesn't matter how good your quarterback is, how good T.Y. Hilton is, and even if you have good tight ends, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. The Colts, again, are unfortunately not going to be better than 7-9, and nine, even 8-8. Eight and eight. It has to all be by Andrew Luck willing his team to 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight this year whatsoever. And the Titans may be in a better position based on the fact that the only tough matchups they have are the Patriots and the Eagles. That's it. They got two, and the Chargers, they got only three tough matchups. And then, so you're going to say they're going to win three in their division. Maybe they could be the Dolphins. That's four. Bills, five. Jets, six. Maybe they beat the Ravens. That's seven. Redskins, eight. They could win somewhere between six and eight games and be better than the Colts just because of how bad the Colts are on everything. And if Andrew Luck doesn't will his team and Andrew Luck gets injured because offensive lineman, his defense and his running backs don't help him out. Because Marcus Mariota is still a good enough quarterback. They made the playoffs last year and they upset the Chiefs. Even though DeMarco Murray retired, they still have Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. But the defense is the offense is only going to be as good as Corey Davis because he was injured and inconsistent. Because everybody knows they're going to always throw Delaney Walker and they're going to hand off to Derrick Henry and Marcus Mariota likes to run the ball. So it's going to come down to how effective Corey Davis is because he needs an offensive weapon. And on defense, Brian Arakpo, Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler will help them out. But in the end, this division is all going to come down to quarterback play. If Marcus Mariota, Andrew Luck, and Deshaun Watson all step up and will their teams to win, they could be better than Jacksonville. But Jacksonville's defense is such overwhelming, and their running back is probably the best running back in the whole entire division. No offense to Derrick Henry or Lamar Miller, but it's going to be Texans win the division based on the quarterback and their offensive players and their defense. Jacksonville is definitely going to make the playoffs to be a wildcard team based on their defense and their running back. And then it's going to come down to how much can Andrew Luck will this team based on bad things, bad deficiencies on his team, or how well Marcus Mordi can lead his team. So that's how this AFC is going to go. AFC South. So the Eagles and the Rams are going to have the two best records in the NFC, and they're going to have a bye. Okay? And the Saints and the Packers are going to have to face teams, the wildcard teams. The Saints are going to face the Vikings, and the Packers are going to face the the Falcons, and then it's going to be Packers. Packers will have to face the the number one seed, which will have to be the will be the Eagles, and the Rams will face the Saints. And the Rams will beat the Saints. And the Eagles will beat the Packers, and it'll be 
Eagles-Rams for the conference final. And then I do think that the Eagles are, will beat the Rams and make it back to the Super Bowl. And in the AFC, Patriots-Steelers get a bye. Patriots are going to play the winner of the Worcester record, and that will definitely be whoever wins in the Texans game because they're going to win the division. And the Chargers are going to win their division, and the Chiefs are going to be a wild card, and the Chiefs are going to play the Texans and the Yeah, and then the then the Chargers are going to play the other wild card team, which will be the Jaguars. And I think the Chiefs will beat the Ch I think the Chargers will definitely beat the Jaguars, and I think the Chiefs will beat the the Texans and the Tex and 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 the uh, Chiefs will have to play the Patriots, and they'll definitely lose that because they can they can't beat them. And the Chargers are going to have to face the Steelers, and I think the Chargers defense is going to destroy the Steelers and. It's going to be Patriots-Chargers in, in a high-scoring affair. And the Patriots will get back to Super Bowl, and it'll be Eagles-Patriots, and then it's a toss-up who's going to win. Thanks for listening to my NFL podcast preview. My name is Radar, and continue to look for things on, on, the, Radar, on the Radar Entertainment Plus.